0: Hi, welcome to The Landscape, of Cranes Cleveland podcast. I'm Dan Paletta. Thanks for joining us. Whether it's a list of the region's engineering firms and their major projects for the year, who the highest paid female executives are in Northeast Ohio, or what were the major philanthropic grants, who received them and who gave them, if you're looking for those pieces of information, we've compiled them all in the Cranes 2022 book of lists. It is the ultimate guide to the leaders and companies that help shape our region. And the man in charge of compiling all of these lists is our senior data analyst, Chuck Soder. Chuck, thanks for being with us today.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: So, I mentioned a few of the things, but the list is long. Tell us exactly what the Cranes Book of Lists is and and why do people use it and why do they need it?
1: Yes. So, if you're a Cranes reader, you might have seen, you know, in many, most editions of Cranes, there's a list of, of usually company data, you know, largest law firms, largest accounting firms. Largest employers in Northeast Ohio, biggest deals of the year. We run these all throughout the year. And the book of lists is our compendium, comes out at the end of every year. Uh, it includes um, mostly all the stuff that we produce throughout the entire year. Uh, people use it for a variety of purposes. Broadly, a lot of people use it because they want to know, they want to know who's who in Northeast Ohio. They want to know, okay, what what companies do I need to know? Who do I need to know? in Northeast Ohio, they might use it. Some people use it if they're say shopping for a law firm or an accounting firm. Obviously a lot of salespeople use it because hey, if you're a salesperson, you've got to figure out, you know, who do you need to be calling on. People use it to find investors. You mentioned the philanthropic gifts list. People use that list to figure out, okay, who's giving away money? <laughs> I've got a I've got a project I need to fund. And from there you can find donors and stuff like that. Um, so people use it, I, I, you know, when I started the job, I thought people used it for this, that, and the other, I was right. And then I realized they use it for a lot of other stuff too.
0: Let's talk about the process of compiling the lists. How long does this take and how do you decide what lists are going to be part of each year's book of lists?
1: Yeah, so some of the stuff we run is is sort of the uh, the annual lists that are staples that we do every year, um, and then we usually throw in some new ones as well. Um, so you know, an example might be, say, our law firms list. Every year, eight weeks before we produce the first version of that list, which comes out in the middle of the year, I'll send emails to law firms throughout the region. They fill out these online forms. We collect data that way. We've also collect data uh, from third-party sources. You know, we've got like our commercial property sales list is uh, based on data we get from both CoStar and from Alec Pasella at uh, NAI Pleasant Valley. We combine both data sets to produce that list. Um, Basically, I'll get data anywhere I can get it. Our our biggest list our biggest list is largest privately held companies and for that we're taking survey submissions but I'm also you know not everybody wants to be on that list so I'm also checking you know media reports on occasion we're coming up with estimated revenue figures for some of the larger companies on the list um, I'm looking at Moody's documents trying to pull um, revenue figures that are you know maybe not available maybe not obvious. Um, but after you've done it for a few years, you kind of know where to look. Do subscribers,
0: readers ever give you suggestions for lists? Like you should add this one to a, to the book of lists.
1: They do. And we encourage that because I don't know what data people need necessarily. Um, so if you have a suggestion for me, you can reach out to Chuck Soder at c S-O-D-E-R at crane.com, C-R-A-I-N.com. Um, a lot of times... We've done, you know, there are lists we've done in the past, so sometimes people will recommend, hey, how about this? Well, we've tried it, and maybe it didn't work out, or maybe we're going to bring it back eventually. But honestly, we're still coming up with new ideas. Um, You know, we've got new lists in this edition, and uh, hopefully we keep coming up with fresh ideas in the future.
0: In addition to being able to look at this list and say well here's a law firm i might want to contact or here's a tech firm i want might want to call sales call what kind of broader insights about things can we draw like for example the economy when we look at these lists
1: right and you know each week when we produce a list you know throughout the year i also am a journalist i spent years writing regular news stories so i will oftentimes break down the data and really dive deep into the lists and You know, if you go to our website, actually, there's a tab at the top of our website that says data lists, that's where you can get to the digital version of our lists. But if you hover over it, there's another button that says data analysis, and that's where you can find stories I've written about lists throughout the year. And really, it's, you know, if I had to sum up what I've learned from going through all this data throughout the year, I'd say that companies got through at least bigger companies, mid-sized companies, maybe not the small mom and pop shops. Many of them aren't in the book of lists. Um, But the ones who are big enough to get on one of our lists, for the most part, they did okay in 2020 and are still seem to be doing okay based on the data I have so far from 2021.
0: Curious if anything in particular you thought, wow, that's surprising.
1: Yeah. So Like I said, the most telling list I felt like was our biggest list of the year, largest privately held companies in the Excel version, which is available to data members, which is like a premium crane subscription. There are 170 companies in the Excel version, almost as many in the print version of the book of lists because I crammed as many in there as I could. Those companies in 20, it's ranked by 2020 revenue. So we have 2020 revenue for everyone. Um, And for the cases, we had consistent revenue, 2019 versus 2020 for almost everybody. And the list grew by 4.8% in 2020. And that was before inflation really started kicking in. So uh, that's pretty good growth considering that the pandemic hit so hard in 2020. But I also asked for projected revenue figures for 2021. And not everybody gave me them because that was optional, but I got Projections from 87 companies out of the 170, and they projected 2021 growth. And they gave me these numbers in the fall. So these are good projections. They projected 13% revenue growth in 2021, which, now granted, projections, the companies that give me projections tend to be doing a little better than the ones who choose not to. However, last year we also asked for projections, and the, the combined total projected growth was only 6.5%. So they're much more optimistic now, Um, or or, or shall I say, maybe it's not just optimism. This is fall 2021 when they gave me these projections. So it seems like those companies are just doing better. Um, And we also got some insight from like our largest employers list. We have a uh, 100 largest employers list uh, that we do every year. Looking at the top 100, those companies grew employment from June 30th, 2020 to June 30th, 2021 by 2.5%, which is not bad considering all that we've heard. Uh, manufacturers did shrink to some degree um, and they're included among the the rest of the uh, employee ba- employer base. So if you boil it down to manufacturers, they didn't do so well, but pretty much the other companies did And I think partly that's because, you know, we don't have as many big retailers in Cleveland that might have struggled or, you know, yeah, United Airlines is on our largest employers list. They struggle. You know, the sports teams, uh, we run revenue estimates from Forbes. You know, Forbes projected that they, you know, had a rough 2020 because they couldn't have fans at their games. But many of the other companies did fine.
0: When we talk about adding employees did any companies in particular jump out who really added a lot of new workers
1: well you know the thing that really jumped out the most to me and this is this is wild stuff isn't on the employee front but on the revenue front that i re-ranked my privately held companies list by percent growth and i wrote about that for a story the top three companies were all non-bank mortgage lenders You might see commercials for them during Browns games, Um, you know, like Union Home Mortgage, you know, you see like commercials for them. I think Bernie Kosar does some commercials (laughs) for one of these companies. There's Union Home Mortgage, there's Cross Country Mortgage and Nations Lending. Those were the three fastest growing companies. They all more than doubled their revenue in 2020. They're project and they're projecting to do okay. You know, they're still gonna grow for the most part in 2021, but it'll be like more normal growth. You know, and, and obviously when interest rates go low, you know, the home market has been really hot and that has you know helped open the door for uh, some of these lenders. I think uh, just this past week, we've uh, one of my colleagues, uh, Jeremy Noble, wrote a story kind of focusing in on the growth of that sector based on this data. That's kind of how we, we got the idea to start looking into it. Chuck Soder is the Senior Data
0: Analyst for Cranes. He compiles the Cranes Book of Lists. The 2022 Book of Lists will be out at the end of December. We're talking about some of the factors and uh, numbers that he found over this last year as we discussed them on the Landscape of Cranes Cleveland podcast. Chuck, that list also includes the wealthiest suburbs in the region. Any interesting data we might glean from there?
1: Yeah, so we run. We've been running that list for several years now, and I always find something crazy in, in there. Now, granted, the data is a little older. Um, you know, it's based on census data from the American Community Survey, which takes five years worth of data and averages it. And I don't know if "averages" is the right term, but they they kind of look at a five year range of data to get enough data to look at even the smallest towns, so you can tell which little suburbs are are growing in terms of their income and other stats and it was pretty wild Um, i laid it out by geography you know who who saw their the, the list is ranked by median household income so obviously there's always been uh east side suburbs like hunting valley they always top the list every year that's not surprising to me but what is surprising is when i looked at growth the there were so many communities along to Interstate 271 that grew by like more than 20% from like 2015 to 2019 in terms of household income. It was wild. And I think there was, um, there was almost nothing at that level on the West side. And they weren't always the rich communities getting richer. In some cases, they were more, you know, uh, regular, you might say regular uh, uh, communities in terms of income that were just growing faster on that side of town. And that analysis didn't even include Chagrin Falls because it was just a little too far outside of the I-271 corridor for me to throw them into it. But Chagrin Falls uh, for the past few years on this list has been like one of the fastest growing towns in terms of income. Now, granted, the data is a little bit old. So if things changed in 2020 and 2021, those trends would not be showing up in this data.
0: We consume our fair share of cheese here in the Paletta household, so maybe we help contribute to this. Surprising new name at the, the largest privately held company list.
1: Yeah. So for several years, the leader, the top company by 20, by revenue, biennial revenue, has been Medical Mutual of Ohio. And they are number two this year. Um, still a very large company, but the largest company in town is a company that many people have never heard of and that is Great Lakes cheese, as you're referring to. Um, We also consume a lot of cheese, so we've probably helped them uh, increase their revenue over the years. They are uh, based out on the east side. They passed $4 billion in revenue for the first time uh, in 2020. I, I, I mean, we. I think this got shared on Twitter a little bit. I mean, it didn't go viral. It's hard to get data. It's hard to get data and numbers to go viral. But I did remember like a few people putting it out there on social media, like what? The, com- the top company in Northeast Ohio in terms of revenue, privately held company in terms of revenue is a company that makes cheese. So that's a good business to be in. If you, uh, I, I suppose if you're the biggest fish in the sea, uh, in the cheese sea, there's a lot of money in it.
0: Yeah. Amen. <laughs> How about Bank of America? I was surprised. They're, they're, they made their presence felt in the list
1: as well. Yeah. So we do a bank's list almost every year based on FDIC data, and they, Bank of America came out of nowhere. I, I don't even think they were on last year's list. Even the extended digital version uh, that data members can get, they weren't even on that list um, because they were too small to come onto my radar in terms of the numbers for this region that were reported to the FDIC. Well, now they're like, uh, I don't even have their, they're in the teens now, like 15, 16, 17. They're right around there, um, a, a pretty big player. And so I called them up, I'm like, what's going on here? They have expanded quite a bit in recent years, opening several offices in the past two years. So that's a big part of it. But they also told me, look, we had customers in this region but since we didn't have many offices here, and a few years ago they had none, they had to report that information through other bank branches that were outside the region. So when you looked at FDIC data, they just weren't there. But they were they were beneath the service, lurking this whole time. And now um, the bankers around town, I'm sure, know the Bank of America is, is here, not just Maybe some because of my list um, and the story we wrote about it. But, um, you know, I I think it's become clear to them that there's a a new player in town. Now, granted, they're still not in the top 10 or anything. That's still, you know, still your standard, you know, Key Bank, Huntington Bank and uh, other major players around town.
0: Let's talk about some of the new things you've added to the Book of lists. starting with new faces and new places. One of those new faces we actually saw in a previous list, the 40 under 40, who's become pretty familiar to Clevelanders.
1: Ah, yes. So New Faces and New Places, we've, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's uh, multiple uh, people from like 40 under 40, uh, 20 in their 20s, Women of Note. Actually, all those sections are in the Book of Lists as well in a people chapter we have toward the back. Um, But New Faces and New Places was was something we came up with this year uh, as a way to Um, the book, a list is intended to be used throughout the year. So we call it the 2022 book, a list, because people keep it on their desks throughout the whole year. We've done surveys and that's how they use it. Well, you want to know, you know, a lot of people around town, you know, they might know, um, you know that uh, Chris Gorman. Actually, he's he's fairly new as CEO of KeyBank still, but but he's been in that position for a you know a couple of years now. So he's not in new faces and new places. But but as far as you know, people who've been in their jobs for a long time, you might already know those people, or if you don't know them, you can see who they are on the lists. But the new faces are the people that you really need to know this year because they just got into a new leadership position, or maybe they're about to take a new leadership position. So if you want to know who's who in town, I think that's a really great place to start. I mean, I helped compile it, you know, come up with ideas for like who should be in the section. And then when I read the final product, I was just like, oh man, I, I these people are people who are gonna be making decisions around town for quite some time.
0: Well, that's why I mentioned Justin Bibb was in the forty under forty, and now Ah it.
1: Bibb. See, there was more than one. I think there's more than one, so I wasn't sure who you were talking about. Yeah, I'm
0: sorry. Yeah, no, I, mean, I thought to myself. I remember interviewing him for Crane's podcast. I think it was the forty under forty. I thought, oh, what a sharp young man.
1: Yes, yes. So there are some people you will recognize, um, and it's in alphabetical order. But Justin Bibb still comes first. <laughs> He's listed first, the new mayor of Cleveland. Uh, many people will recognize him. Um, But there's also going to be like a lot of people that that you might not recognize. Um, One of the ones that I that came to mind first for me when we were compiling this was Remy Kent, the new chief marketing officer at Progressive. Um, You are probably familiar with the marketing efforts of Progressive, especially if you're in Cleveland. You know, their their name is on the uh, baseball stadium. They've got characters like Flo, um, some awesome Baker Mayfield uh, commercials that you know run during Browns games. Uh, we're talking about a lot about Browns commercials here, I, I guess you could tell where I do most of my live TV watching is during Browns games. But, um, but she's taking over for Jeff Charney, who was a very well-known marketing executive for years at Progressive. Um, so she's kind of becoming the head marketer there. But actually, one of the big things, one of the big trends this year, and we wrote about it back in September is that there are a lot of new nonprofit leaders coming into big role, big roles around town in Northeast Ohio this year. Um, Beju Shaw, who used to be head of Bioenterprise, used to be head of a company called BioMotive. Uh, he's pretty well known around town and now he's taking over uh, as head of GCP, Greater Cleveland Partnership. Um, we've got Michael Deemer in it, the Downtown Cleveland Alliance. Uh, Anthony Richardson is about to take over at the Gund Foundation. Uh, David Abbott David Abbott, is uh, heading out of that role after many years. So there's just a lot of new people, especially in the nonprofit world, coming into new places. Um, I think you'll also see that there's a lot of diversity in the section. Um, I, I briefly talked to uh, one of my colleagues here. I'm like, when we we're putting this together, if, if we were doing this years ago, I feel like, Our first initial list might look a little bit like a bunch of old white guys. Um, Yeah, yeah. But we kind of put the list together naturally, and there were just a lot of people of color. There's, you know, a lot of women. Um, I haven't done the math to see if it's like, you know, uh, a ratio to the population. But in terms of, I, I feel like. Uh, And we didn't do this 10 years ago, so I can't go back and compare it to that. But you will see that um, the leadership, the new faces of leadership in Northeast Ohio, maybe don't look like the old faces of leadership in Northeast Ohio.
0: Another one of the new lists you included was a marijuana business list. What kind of companies are on that list?
1: Yeah, so we did a a directory of um, marijuana businesses, and the way we structured it was we included an entry for every single license in Northeast Ohio, where, you know, so every dispensary is in there, but also every grower, every cultivator, even the provisional licenses. So if they're not up and running yet, we gathered what information we could about them and we included it in there. And I think one of the um, interesting insights from that is that when, when, Marijuana medical marijuana was was legalized in Ohio. You know, one of the rules was, hey, you had to have a local company that you know held this license at least for a designated period of time. What we found is a large percentage of those companies. I don't I don't have the percentage offhand, but a, a, a sizable chunk of those companies have since been purchased by out-of-state companies. Uh, you know, multi-state operators that. You know, have their hands in markets all across the nation, are also uh, buying up some of these small startup operations in Ohio. Not to say that we don't have uh, locally owned ones as well. There's still, you know, a sizable number of those. But I think you're going to see a little bit of that continue, or at least that's what some of my colleagues have reported on here at Cranes.
0: I'm guessing the 2023 book of lists may contain places where you can go place a legal bet on football or basketball. (laughs)
1: Well, you know, we haven't discussed uh, whether whether we're going to get into that just yet. But uh, you know, if those start cropping up everywhere, whenever I see a new industry, I I sometimes start thinking maybe there's a list that needs to be put together.
0: So we've covered a lot of subjects that you can find on the list. But let's say I want to create my own list. Is there any way I can do that? Like I think to myself, here's my company, and I need to know. I need a list of X, Y, Z. Can I do that myself somehow?
1: Yes, you can. Um, Now, not everyone can. uh, Available to Crane's data members. Uh, Like I said, it's like a a next level Crane subscription. If you are a data member, you can not only download an Excel version of the book list, an Excel version of any list, but you can go to our data center, which uh, I've mentioned before. If you go to our homepage, actually cranescleveland.com slash data, or the data tab, at the top of the homepage, will take you to our data center. And at the top, there's a filter tool that we released, um, I'd say probably about a year and a half ago, which allows you to search across our entire database. So, you know, say you don't care about all the privately held companies in the region, or, or say you wanna look at both privately held and publicly traded companies, and you just want companies in the food and beverage business, and you just want companies headquartered in this region. Well, we've got filters that allow you to do that. You can say, all right, give me public and privately held companies. Give me just food and beverage companies or just manufacturers. Give me companies with, you know, between 100 million and 500 million in revenue and filter it. And it will pull up a list of companies right there. And you can also download that in Excel format. And um, in some cases, we have uh, have a lot more executives, actually. Uh, A lot of people don't realize that in those downloads we have in many cases not just the top executive but we have multiple members of the leadership team in excel format in that in that version you know so if you build your own list it, it will have that data or if you just go download one of our traditional lists you can get a lot more than what you find in print
0: the Book of Lists 2022 is scheduled to be out at the end of December. How do I get one if I'm not a subscriber or do I need to become a subscriber? What's the, what's the how does this work?
1: You should become a subscriber, of course. Um, but if you're hearing this and the Book of Lists has already been published, if it's already past December 27th, the best thing to do is reach out to customer service. Customer service at Cleveland.com. That's, well, actually there's two best things to do. You can reach out to them and ask, Hey, how can I get a copy of it? I think they sell individual copies for like, uh, well, I shouldn't say, I just know what the price was last year. So maybe I won't get into that, but uh, re- reach out to customer service. They they can hook you up. Um, the best thing to do is just subscribe immediately. Um, so, so it shows up at your door, but If you're having any trouble, I also play a little bit of a customer service role myself. So I don't mind getting questions. Once again, you can reach out to me, Chuck Soder, S-O-D-E-R. My email is csoder, C-S-O-D-E-R, at crane.com, C-R-A-I-N.com. If you're wondering about how to get a print copy, if you're wondering how to get the digital version, the data membership, if you're wondering what else you get for a data membership, or if you aren't, if you think your company should be on one of these lists, you can ask me about it. If you find the list in our data center, there's a way. There should be a way to submit your company right there. But um, if you're having trouble, just reach out to me.
0: Easy enough Chuck Schur. Congratulations on another great list, and you can catch your breath for a week or two. in time to get started on next yes. year. Yes.
1: Yes. You too, Dan. I hope your uh, holiday season goes spectacularly.
0: Thanks so much. Chuck Soder is our Senior Data Analyst for Cranes Cleveland. He's compiled the 2022 Book of Lists. You can find out more by visiting CranesCleban.com. On behalf of our producer, Cody Smith, I'm Dan Coletta. Thank you for joining us, and we'll talk again soon.